Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Sports Graded Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined by Rich Rebar, as always, on a Friday morning. We are here, the final week of the regular season. Hopefully, all of your fantasy leagues are done. Best ball is paid out. You know, now we are we are grinding playoff best ball drafts, the FFPC playoff challenge. We got all of uh I, I actually love playoff contests, so I kind of look forward to this week, the week 18 and wildcard weekend. Like preparing is is kind of fun. But most of the hard work is uh it's behind us, man. It, it's over. We we've True. done it. Uh you know, and now we just it's it's all it. It's about prospect season. You know, we're about to start arguing about that shit, which is it's going to be a lot of good arguments this year. Yeah, as someone who doesn't like wager a lot on other sports, uh, you know, we still have what these five weeks to kind of yeah to kind of get it in and, and player prop stuff, and it gets wild for like the playoffs because like we're in the eleventh hour and you just start firing like five digit bets on player props. You're just like, all right, like <laughs> do do a bunch of crazy shit in the eleventh hour, try to cash out as much as we can and max out the NFL. But maybe I'll pick up some NBA again. Uh, last year I started to watch NBA again after football, so we'll see if I can get back into it. Yeah, I love it, man. I uh, yeah, the NBA, the NBA is uh, it's very rewarding if you are in on like a relatively nightly basis because things fluctuate so much with the rest and the injuries and and all that stuff. So if you just have well, and and I mean, de- it definitely does reward uh, virginity, where you're just sitting yeah. by your phone picking. That's what off. pushed me out, man, for like yeah. DFS. Obviously, NBA DFS was it was super fun when I first got into it, and then obviously you just get to, when like you had to start being on lineup lock with all the rest, and then just all the overlap of the optimizers. Like everyone was playing, like every night was just like, oh, we're playing three guys versus three guys, like yeah, cash. Like this is stupid. <laughs> yeah i mean it, it, it's uh it's insanely stupid all right man we are here we are picking uh maybe some meaningless games maybe not we are gonna find out who and what is being picked reebs what is your fifth favorite game against the spread this week yeah fifth favorite very very loose i think I, there are some games i am confident in this last yeah one, same fine Finding a fifth one was kind of just like, all right, I'll take this this team here in this spot because they opened as, you know, home dogs. And it's one of the only two – there's only two games that have both teams are eliminated from the playoffs this weekend, and this right. is one of them. But I am going to continue to stick with the fighting Antonio Pierce's uh, as the number five. They, they cashed for me last week again. They they continue to, they continue to cover. He's covered in all but one game. 
Uh, they opened as home dogs. They're now home favorites. I think it's like minus two now, but if you got it early, they were a home favorites against this Broncos team that continues to be kind of an unserious operation. Uh, you know, starting Jarrett Stidham to try to grasp at whatever they're trying to f- figure things out moving forward. We just know they're not going to have Russell Wilson, but this team isn't very good. They don't have very many, very many playmakers at all. Uh, they're going to be able like Antonio Pierce is going to be able to line up and give Zamir White another 20 touches. And if I can get 20 touches against this Denver defense, uh, I will just throw that at the wall and I'll go win a gross game. That's it. That's all I got. I got, I got no issue with it. I mean, this one is not on my list because I honestly, it just feels like Antonio Pierce is going to be our new Arthur Smith where like, I'm just going to, just going to hate this guy. Uh, they don't, although hire him though, right? You think? I don't know. Like, doesn't feel like the Raiders. So doesn't feel like the Raiders thing. Yeah, yeah. And we've seen this story so much, where you have like the ex football player that wants like like gets people like motivated for like half of a season. That we're running the football, we're playing our brand of football, right? Like, and, like that stuff gets like immediately like kind of short lived in the NFL. Well, yeah, I mean, it basically goes to zero. Uh immediately yeah like, the like, guys that are successful like that are very finite like you've got Vrabel like still doing it I don't I don't even consider Dan Campbell in that boat because Dan Campbell like for for as like aggressive as he is like a almost like a rah-rah head coach he like from like he's going for fourth downs he's going for two-point conversions from the seven yard line like he's yeah. doing those types of things like they actually he like turns his offense over to a guy that is wants to play like a modern brand of football. So I don't even count Dan Campbell in that. Like Vrabel is really the only guy I think that have like sustained success that way, like in the modern NFL. Are we are we saying Vrabel has had sustained success? Yeah. Well, like from a win loss perspective, I think by and large, yes. But like we've seen how hard it is, even for a guy like that. Like you see how fragile it is. I mean, I guess we'll find out with Vrabel specifically next year because I think Levis they is like kind of. I think he's decent, and I think and they want to probably- Henry. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be big. We're we're gonna maybe find he, out. Maybe he won't be part of that group come next year because if they just remove Derrick Henry from the equation, you know what happened? What is where does like who who where does Derrick Henry go? Right, like Dallas. Someone's still someone's still going <laughs> Dallas. Yes, <laughs> he's, he's is he from Texas? No, right? Yeah, he's from he's from Derrick Henry is from he's definitely from the South, but I don't think he's from Texas. He, yeah, he's from Florida. Oh, from he's Florida, Florida boy. Because yeah. uh, someone's going to still like pick him up. I would say he's the quintessential Arizona Cardinal signing, but they already have James Conner. Right. So what's the what's the point? Yeah. Uh oh, well the Jets, right? I mean that that's kind of like the wayward home for shitty veterans now. Who did uh, he have good games against this year? That's who someone is going to be like, yeah, Derrick Henry. Who did he have? Uh, Derrick Henry still has it, right? I want to say that's a good question. I don't really remember Derrick Henry having that many good games this year. I mean, he only went over 100 yards three times. Bengals, Colts, not, he's not going to either of those spots. Ravens, he Ravens could be a team. I was gonna Ravens. I mean, he he'll be the new Melvin Gordon, Dalvin Cook, Kenyon Drake, uh, uh, Latavius Murray. Like he's just the new version of that. Sure. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, my number five is the Seattle Seahawks minus two and a half points against Arizona. They're I don't even know exactly what their playoff path is, but it they have to win this game. They need the Packers to lose. 
They have to win this game and they need the Packers to lose. And the Packers are, I mean, look, actually the Packers are drawing pretty live to lose that game. Like this would be, this would be a spot where uh, if they're, you know, if the Seahawks are scoreboard watching or whatever, they could see like, Oh, Chicago is up 17 to three against, against the green Bay Packers. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's just very simple. I don't think the Arizona Cardinals are very good. I think the Seattle Seahawks are not great, but, are a competent team. I don't really have a way to explain what has happened to the Philadelphia Eagles. I I don't know what took place in that game last week. I guess they just give up 250 yards rushing in every single game. Uh, I think Walker will be a little bit more healthy this week from the shoulder injury. And yeah, I don't know. It's like, I, I just, if you just memory hold that game, and the Dallas Cowboys game for the Cardinals, you'd be like, this is the most limp, lackluster team I've ever seen play football. Like, they just had nothing against the 49ers. I, I don't think they suddenly became... I mean, Kyler is like, you know, I, I'm still a pro-Kyler guy relative to consensus, but this is sort of your classic, like, must-win. You 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 bake the incentives in a little bit. Absolute must-win spot versus a shitty team playing for nothing. Uh, this was in contention. I'm I'm so down on the Seahawks defense right now. Like right. They can't like they can't stop the run at all. And like the one thing the Cardinals actually have like consistently done all year is run the football well. Like Drew Petzing has done a really good job in the run game. So I was a little bit scared by that, but I do love this game from a DFS perspective. It's one of the few DFS games we have. I think you can play kind of uh, both sides because they cr- can cross correlate. Like you can play Kyler lineups with with Kenneth Walker. You can play Geno stacks with James Conner. Yep. Uh, and it's very, we don't we have, we have very few of those games in Week 18 this week. But uh, I ultimately got scared off by the Seahawks defense. But I'm, I'm largely with you. The Cardinals have won as many games in Pennsylvania as they've won in Arizona this year. So <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, that's uh, that's really good. All right, what is your number four? My four is not a team I have a lot of confidence in, but I do think that they rally in this particular spot, and it's the Buccaneers. Um. Uh, definitely don't feel good about the way they looked for three quarters last week, but they've got all this stuff. What, on the line. what happened? You just were, su- they just sucked. I just think they're just not a team that's all overly that great, but like, they just, yeah, they're, they they're fine. Them. And Baker is, um, Baker's like a higher variance quarterback than you would think. Um, yeah, I, I think that oh, yeah. is really it. Yeah, I just I, I think they are. They they have a lot, and they have high variance players, but like even all the way through, like. But I do think it's a great bounce back spot for guys like Mike Evans, guys like Rashad White, and obviously their defense against this Carolina offense that couldn't even score a point against the Jaguars, not even a point against the Jacksonville Jaguars defense that has just been getting absolutely smoked the back half of the season. So I don't feel great about the four points here because they only won by three at home against the Buccaneers or against the Panthers a few weeks ago. But I think just in this spot, like I, I'm going to go, go to the well on them here. I, I, I got no issue with it. I guess my concern would be, it feels like a point and a half too much. Like I, like, I guess if I was really wanting to get down on Tampa Bay, I would want it at three, not, not four and a half. Although I mean the Panthers, dude, what do you even do as an organization? I, I don't know, man. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, the owners out here throwing drinks on people now. Like it's it's the most down. I don't think I've, I've ever because people have talked about the Jets, right? Like Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles, or maybe allegedly tore his Achilles in Week One, and like Robert Sala has literally aged like five years per week consecutively throughout the course of the season. But like the Panthers, 
have had the most down bad season, I think, an NFL team of all time. Of, of all that time. I can remember in my life. When you just collectively think of everything that they've done since the year ended last year, th- I can't think of an organization that's had everything literally go wrong. Like I said, up until the last time, the le- up until this, you have owners throwing drinks on people now. Like, what are we? What is happening? <laughs> you might, you might take, you might take Will Levis straight up over Bryce Young right now. That's how down bad they are. Dude, it is. It, I mean, you might take. Item, you might take. I don't know. You might take Nick Mullins straight up over Bryce Young right now. Yeah, doing that. Like we're not going to but like Jesus, dude. Like this organization. Like everything has gone colossally, epically. And and oh. and they're just they're just stuck because their owner is a moron. So like they're just, just you know just yeah, is what it is. Coach in the middle of the year, like after we just hired him, our first round quarterback. We traded all these ads. We have no first picks. We secure the first pick again. Don't get it. Uh, the Jonathan Mingo looks like, and he looked objectively like one of the biggest reaches of the draft last year. Yeah, remember they took Mingo in like the thirties last yes. year. Yes, like not only did they take, did not only did they take Bryce Young, traded away all these assets to get Bryce Young, they also took Jonathan Mingo, and he looks like a he looks like a disaster of a pick too. Extreme disaster. Yeah. So like you're uh. getting nothing. Like you're, you have no like oh dude this every everything that the Panthers have touched since the season ended last year is just and oh my god dude it's just I I don't know this it's <laughs> it's, it's not ideal. You got nothing, man. I mean, what more could be exhausted on these guys? <laughs> nothing really. Uh, my number four. I I I'm gonna take the uh the San Francisco 49ers backups to cover the spread against the Rams backups. This will be uh this will be a test. It's a preseason game. Yeah, it's a it's a preseason game. I think this is the test of the of the Shanahan shit. Of of uh you know, and I think I think Shanahan kind of likes building that mystique around himself, um, in which you know, Sam Darnold comes out and throws for 303. I, I really got nothing other than that, though. I think the 49ers backups will play better than the Rams backups. I, I didn't have any re- – the my top two are, are, like, very high conviction, very good, but this is week 18. Like, we're we – are, I we're think these next right three now. I'm pretty uh, locked in on, especially from, like, a circumstance. Uh, but, yeah, I'm just, I have no commentary on that preseason game. I don't know what the hell's going to happen. Yeah. All right, what is your number three? Uh, my number three is the Steelers, who opened as obviously you're you know you're getting this on uh, almost this is I don't want to call it a free square in your things, but like you know obviously they opened as two and a half point dogs, uh, so you're getting you know, if you if you're in these contests like you get you can get them first you get them as a dog now they're now you're laying points to them I wouldn't lay the three and a half obviously up until you got the three and a half I think it was pretty sound, but I mean this is just a spot where the Ravens are just going to be playing a bunch of dudes. Like they, dude, have you seen like, I don't even know who who's going to be active as a wide receiver for the Ravens. If you looked at everyone's hurt, everyone's hurt on their wide receiver unit. Like I don't even know who they're going to have dress. Okay. The Ravens will have uh Tylen Wallace will be dressed. He's out. He's out. He's hurt. Treadwell. Treadwell is playing like Treadwell is one of them. Yeah. Okay. Treadwell. <laughs> They will call up Tarek Black and Sean Ryan from the practice squad. Not real people. And they might, you know what? They might let Bateman run some wind sprints. Since he, he asked you, like, I was like, shit, man. I was thinking of like the Saturday only contest. Like, do I have to like bait? Ba- I was thinking like Bateman or Treadwell. Do I take a flyer on one of these guys? Because they just have 
they have to play. They already ruled Odell out. Zay Flowers hasn't practiced all week. They're not going to play him. Yeah. Uh, you have Aguilar, Treadwell, Bateman. Tylen Wallace is hurt. And then, like you said, I was looking up some of these guys and they're. I'm like, who are these guys? Yeah, I've never, I've never heard of those guys in my life. I wonder. Uh, not I wonder. I my hope would be that Malik Cunningham plays in this game. They signed him off the Patriots mm-hmm. practice squad. I, mm-hmm. I would just, I want to test the thesis of what Malik Cunningham looks like in an NFL game. And this is a complete Ravens dude, right? Like they started Trace McSorley for a little bit last year. Like they, they like these guys of this archetype. Uh, yes. Yeah. But I just, have, I don't know who the Ravens are even going to field on Saturday. Like, and I don't think they care. Obviously, you know, Tomlin and the Steelers care. They're going to be able to at least play boring brand of football. I mean, this Mason Rudolph thing, like is definitely going to run its course eventually, but we know they're just going to be able to, they're just going to be able to hand the ball off a bunch of times to Nachi Harris and Jalen Warren if they want. Correct. Um, all right. I took, I took the huge spread number three. I took the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys minus 13 points against the commanders. I mean, this is your literal definition of don't fuck it up. <laughs> Do not fuck it up. Dallas. It's all the, the runway has opened for you. You can win the division. You can get yourself a really favorable matchup in the first round. And then uh, I believe avoid the 49ers until the conference championship. If you win this game, you just got to I mean, air it out and also i i don't think it it doesn't not hurt that i think dak could i mean he's drawing live to get some mvp votes right like i don't get some i think yeah it's not gonna be this week this year is not gonna have a sweeper no no i think i think the way the odds market has set on mvp right now is wrong where lamar is like minus like ten thousand or something i don't think it should be priced that way like Dak and especially Josh. I mean, why can't why can't Josh win MVP? If the what is it seven in a row that the Bills win, and he has some big performance here against the Dolphins. But yeah, I I got the Cowboys here. The Commanders are they are a, a, a walking zombie team. The Cowboys have everything to play for. Their their individual records and accolades that they are all playing for. You know, CD getting to what, what is it eighteen hundred yards. Like, yeah, I, and the commanders are, are a literal joke, like a literal, like I, they're, they're not as down bad as Carolina, but they, and they're, and they, I mean, if the commanders win this game, it would be the darkest day in the history of their franchise. Honest to God, it really would. Like, it would be the worst thing that could possibly happen to them winning this game. I mean, as bad as the commanders have been this year, I think people in Washington are fans of the commanders or whatever they're going to be called next are Absolutely. Happy, they're happy because Dan Snyder's gone. Like, like we're like, and they're going to get a quarterback. Op- there's at least optimism that they've got a shot at a quarterback, and Dan Snyder's gone. Right? Like, yeah, the, it sucked this year. You didn't get to enjoy a lot of Sundays, but I though I think those two, the, at least the Dan Snyder element, by and large, is it's floating enough people for the, at least the short term. <laughs> and you know, you, and you've got money in your organization. Like you saw what Magic's doing in baseball. Like, dude, yeah. Like and obviously football is different. There's a salary cap and stuff, but you at least know you have a, a person in the hierarchy of your organization that's like gonna go all out to try to win, at least push to win. Um, so that's good. I I don't I can't believe the commanders are letting Ron Rivera coach this game though. Like you got to bring in a Patsy, right? Just for a week. Like you had to let him go and just like let, you have to make sure someone doesn't love Smith. Lovey Smith, yeah, yeah. Like any great although history. although how funny in <laughs> retrospect that Lovey Smith positively impacted the direction of the Texans franchise in the end. Cause they come on, they would have taken Bryce right in the end. I don't they, know, but yeah, I think so. I think they got bailed out. 
It would have been interesting, but I think it helps people. I, I didn't touch this one because typically double digit favorites, especially in week 18. In week 18. But yeah, the Cowboys were in this spot last year and absolutely no showed in Washington. I don't know if you remember, they lost 26 to six. They theoretically could have won the division. They needed like an Eagles loss and Eagles didn't play good. They played against Davis Webb and didn't even play yeah. good in that game, but Dallas absolutely no showed. I, I do think, remember, and I think that they're going to actually drive. I, I imagine in that building they're driving that home. Like, hey, do you remember last year? When hey, we do you remember? Washington, yeah. We embarrassed ourselves. Well, I, <laughs> as a as a reformed Cowboys fan, as a youth, let I I would say, I think the people in that building are aware of the ghosts of them being like literally the most disappointing team in the NFL for the last twenty years, and I think they would just like to not suck. Like I think they would just enjoy some non-suckitude, so that's the that's the logic for minus thirteen here. But yeah, I, I bet I don't have a problem with it. Like I think are, that they look at that spot last year and they use that as it's not going to be a double letdown. Is what I'm saying. Yes. Uh. All right. I bet our top two are the same. What is your two? My two is the Bills. Uh. Who started my, this dog? It's my one. Yeah. I mean, th- th- so a lot of people have talked about like the Eagles potentially resting guys in game as scoreboard watching. I don't think people have taken into account like maybe the Dolphins at least they're they're not gonna punt this game for sure. They want to I think they want to win the division. They want to be the home seat, the home, the number two seed. They want to have home field advantage. They played so good at home, but they are so injured and already locked into a playoff spot that I do think they are gonna be cautious to a degree with some of the injuries that they have going on. Uh, obviously they just lost Bradley Chubb too, which I think is massive because not only did you lose Bradley Chubb last week, you already lost Jalen Phillips back in week twelve. With both Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb off the field, they basically go from number sixth in pressure rate to 28th in pressure rate. It's a huge deal because they've been awful against uh, opposing passers this year when they haven't pressured with those two guys on the field. Not only do you compound the fact that you want Bradley Chubb in this game, you also won't have Xavier Howard, which means Eli Apple has to play. And anytime Eli Apple has had to play football over the past three seasons for whoever team he's been on, has been absolutely roasted. He came into that game last week and immediately gave up a 75-yard touchdown. Uh, so uh, I just think the Dolphins, and you count their offensive line, like we don't know if Mostert's going to play, which I think is great for A-Chan again, uh, who is on the main slate. That game is on the main slate on FanDuel for Week 18, by the way. Uh, I just think the Dolphins are a team that people aren't counting on. Like maybe they rest some of these. Waddle's hurt. Like they're just so injured at this point. I think they have to try to get some of these guys back to 100% uh, from a week from now. Yeah, uh, I mean, they're my number one because the Dolphins fucking lose every game against teams with winning records, and it's just, it's faded. It's written it's written in the stars. They've only you know? played six teams this year that have won eight or more games. It's the fewest in the NFL. They're two and four in those games. The Cowboys and who? What's the other one? Uh, I'm trying to think. Who, well, the Bills. The, the one Bills? they won. Oh, who'd they beat? Like yeah, I'm trying to think of who. I'm trying to think of who they would have beaten. I know, the, I know the Cowboys, but I'm trying to think of who they beat with a winning record. We got to do the research on air so the people aren't gonna get mad at us. <laughs> yeah, uh, who has who has eight or more wins on this list of teams that they've been? Is one the Broncos? Oh God, one is the Broncos. Is it? Yeah, it is. It is oh, the Broncos. God. So one of those is the Broncos. Who's the other one? The Cowboys. Oh, the cow- well, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Cowboys. Broncos, yeah. Cowboys. Uh, So Jeez. the last time the Bills... Huh. The last time the Bills and the Dolphins played, uh, the Bills were, like, basically up three scores, like, immediately. It, it was over. It was just completely, like, 
and and I I hadn't even I hadn't even run through the angle that you had presented, which was that the Dolphins might be down ten points and be like, you know what? Like they're in the just... playoffs because they're in, like they're yeah. locked in. The Bills are in this goofy spot where like they can actually go from the number two seed to out, and like it's very clean. Like when you think, because if the Bills lose, uh, they need they would. But... But they'll know because the Steelers yeah, play on yes. Saturday. And the Jaguars. The, they need the Jaguars and Steelers to lose to get in. Uh, because you or the, the Saturday night game would be a tie, which you know probably is unlikely. But yeah, they, like you said, know. they will know. But like the Dolphins are in the playoffs and like they just have so many guys hurt, like key players hurt. Yeah. I mean, we are we are in a hundred percent agreement. All right, what is your number one? Uh, my one is uh the Texans. Yeah, same. Uh, well, my t- two is the Texans. I let you go because I knew that that was that we were gonna have these one and two. I mean, these are these are the most obvious picks uh of all time, no doubt about and it. And they opened as dogs, and I, I bet it when it opened. And granted, this could be just one of those spots where I keep doubting the Colts, and they keep you know coming back to 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 stick it to me. But I mean, th- this Colts team has had a couple really they really bad losses of late, and the, you know the the Texans have a bad loss against the Browns, but that came without C.J. Stroud. I mean, they're getting Stroud back. It is a matchup where I think benefits the current version of the Texans a lot with the structure of defense the Colts play versus what happened, you know, in week two when it was CJ Stroud's second career start. Like the Texans had a whole new coaching staff. They're trying to figure things out. Anthony Richardson started that game and started out hot. And then Minshew just kind of coasted through the rest of the way. Um, I mean, I mean, you just look at this Colts team. They let the Raiders hang around last week. They, they, two weeks ago, they lost to uh, Taylor Heineke uh they got dusted by jake browning you know three weeks ago it's just a a team i feel like it's some of my heart too like i would rather just the texans be in the playoffs than this colts team this iterate this iteration of the colts team i think if you're a colts fan you should feel really good about the direction of everything that happened this year like anthony richardson for the small sample was a way better passer than we thought he was going to be initially out of the box shane steichen understands the assignment like you've got a progressive head coach that looks like he knows what he's doing that isn't just an idiot um but like i just want this i i want stroud and the texans this version of this team in the playoffs more than i want this version of the colts team yeah i mean i agree with all of those points of analysis and my i actually was surprised to see this at where it was because when stroud was firing he was like they were like not even that close against some teams. They were just like mowing yeah. some teams down. And I didn't see They've been know, a profitable team to bet on this year. Yeah, I mean, they were my number one a couple times. They were, I want to say they were home dogs to the Titans in like week seven, maybe. And I was like, what are we what are we doing here? Come on. Like yeah, CJ yeah. Stroud, like he's he's him. Uh they got they got Nico Collins back. They got uh, all their starting wide receivers are back and healthy now, other than Dell. Yeah, I mean they're they're this is a this is a playoff game. Come on. CJ Stroud versus Gardner Minshew in the playoffs. I love doing this show with you because you will give the deep analysis, you'll give us some numbers, you'll give us some DVOA, and I go, fucking CJ Stroud in a playoff game, brother. That's who that's who I'm taking. Like it's just I don't even have to think that hard about it. And uh yeah, it's it's a like a very elite spot. Yeah, so I mean, it, it swung back, but I did get it on the the open. So we'd still need him just the money line, but because we're not, we don't care about laying the one and a half. But uh, it was it was better odds when it opened. But hopefully the Colts don't rally because Shane Steichen and them have, have done this in a couple spots where I'm like, ah, the Colts, they're not that good, and then they come back and they play really well again, and I'm like, damn, damn the Colts. It is what it is. But where do you think I, I proposed this to Ray? 
Where do you think Anthony Richardson goes in fantasy drafts next year? Quarterback seven. Okay, I said no lower than where Fields went this year. Nah, he'll go. He'll go a little lower because Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jane Daniels are going to go higher than any of the rookie quarterbacks went this year. Like C.J. Stroud, I think was the earliest drafted. Well, other than Richardson, was the earliest drafted quarterback, and he was like the quarterback twenty-one, I think. Like he bait like it like he was late on underdog, but Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jane Daniels, and maybe even one of these other guys, you know, maybe Penix gets drafted as a starter, whatever. I, I think the incoming talent of the rookie quarterbacks is going to push that middle tier of quarterbacks down a little bit. And I, I also think that quarterback in general, outside of probably Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, will drop a little bit in general just because it wasn't a winning formula this year. Yes. Um, Where does Mahomes go? There's your, there's your, Mahomes coming off like a quarterback 11 finish or something like that. Where does yeah, he Yeah, I mean, his body of work is still going to hold him, at least in context of the quarterback position. Because he was even the, he, the, he was the QB3 anyways. He was yeah. drafted after Hurts and Allen because gamers understand what archetype of guy. And what's funny is this year, as bad as early round quarterback was in totality, it did reinforce though, like, specifically what gamers know what archetype to draft because both allen and hertz weren't even good passers this year no but they all. ran their asses and up. they still just continuously got there um for because of the rushing touchdown stuff so like it does reinforce like at least gamers know what archetype to draft and in mahomes what happened to him it reinforces the fragility of the touchdowns, archetype of guys passing that have touchdowns they're just through passing and, and yeah. Mahomes did run for a career high uh rushing production this year but you know the crux of his his fantasy stuff comes yeah he ran he ran for more passing. yards because he was running for his goddamn life every every play I mean I guess yeah. the Chiefs will make one free agent acquisition or trade at wide receiver I assume you know DeAndre Hopkins Devontae Adams Mike Evans someone like that Tyler Lockett, maybe. But then, I mean, they got to draft, like, four guys. I mean, they they got, they have to, right? They can't possibly. Like, we can't go into another season where the only thing they add is some small school wide receiver. You know, the, the sequel to Rashi Rice and Sky Moore. Like, that can't be all they do. I mean, especially because the defense is, like, largely Fine. in place, right? Like, yeah. uh, they got did Chris Jones just do a one-year deal, or did he do, uh, I can't remember. I believe a one-year deal. So they do have him then. So they do have, you know, oh no, he did. He did four year. He did a four year. Dang. Game. All right. Oh, no, he did it. No, I'm sorry. No, no. He, they redid it. I'm, I had it wrong. Yeah. They, they, it's like all options. He did do, but it's like all the option shit. Like he really isn't under contract. Uh, so they'll have to give him either a tag or something, or I don't know. But like outside of him, like who else do they have to really like sink money into defensively? I don't know if Sneed is a, what his contract situation is. But he'd be the other guy. But like I, they drafted a lot of these guys that are contributing defensively. Uh, oh shit, Sneed's a, a UFA, you undrafted too, so he's banking. Jesus, he's gonna get paid. All right, so maybe we, we have a, they're gonna, they've got some moves to make here. They got some moves to make. I don't have that much trust in them to do it. I mean, I guess maybe you just. What a time for Legarius Sneed to have that season. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna get paid a lot of money. Maybe it's just not gonna happen. Maybe the maybe the era of our Kansas City Chiefs is no. Uh, wait, Mahomes is that good still. Like they're gonna figure out. Rasheed Rice turned it on the second half of the year. Uh, at least we're talking from this from like a Mahomes like fantasy lens. Like, I just can't. I can't. 
watch MBS, Hardman, Sky Moore, like these guys, Kadarius Tony, these guys all need to be extricated from the organization. I mean, we we have talked, I think, for at least three years, though. I remember us maybe at least as early as three years ago talking about what is their plan for when they don't have Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey is no longer Travis Kelsey. And, like, we are at we're, that fulcrum point. We're, we are living <laughs> it. Yeah, we are we're in it. There. We had talked about it, though, because, like, for years they were just not adding anybody. And we're like, what the hell is going on? Like, why aren't they – like, what, what are they doing here? <laughs> yeah. And now uh, it's not there. You got this, any... I feel bad for Kelsey, you know, because everyone's just blaming the Taylor Swift thing. Like, Travis Kelsey should be on top of the world right now. And oh, he's hurt. I mean, right? It's like we thought his season might be over three months ago, you know, at the beginning it's, of the, the season. The thing about Travis Kelsey is it's not Taylor Swift. It's that it's that mustache, dude. Like, I don't know. I think the mustache works for him, dude. Uh, I think the mustache works. He looks like a highway patrolman. Like, we got to like... – Oh, yeah, he does look like he's in Super Troopers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, super troopers. But you know, they are they are uh four games away from all being forgiven. You know, they really it's 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 like the Chiefs are having this miserable season. Kadarius Tony is like the worst player in NFL history, and they are uh you know, they win a couple, they win a couple road playoff games. You know, you beat you beat Lamar in Baltimore. And and all is forgiven again. Honestly, I would for if they win two playoff games, all good, all good to me. Like if they but just make another title game. If you just if you just give me a good effort, like I what I don't want is them to lose a fucking home playoff game to like the Browns, where it's just like I don't know. That was a year of my life, dude. That was I I I that that's really what I. The Joe Flacco. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You got you got any three K wide receiver takes? You got any you got any punt? What's the what's your what's your move this week in week eighteen? Well, I mean, I don't necessarily think that you have to pay down at any position. I think that if logically when you look at the way this slate is played out versus other week eighteens, I think we have some pretty like we don't we're not like restrictive of salary, I don't think, because we don't really have a lot of pay up quarterbacks um so that gives us a, like right in a price zone where we've got a lot of good running backs i think you can play like i think it's a, actually a pretty strong running back slate and if you play on FanDuel, you probably get a chan too like mixed into those guys yeah uh, but you know we've got guys like james connor and kenneth walker and zamir white like these guys are already guys that have like projectable workloads and are productive like where i don't necessarily think you have to get to the jordan masons and to the pierre strongs of the world uh wide receiver i think you can get some viable pump plays i think tight end makes the most sense where you just take one of these guys because we're not gonna because this who's gonna drag you on this slate at tight end like who so if you even if you play a noah gray or a harris bryant and they completely suck mcbride would be the only guy who could like end you yeah but like we we're not gonna have kittle like are you scared of dallas goddard and like he might not even play the whole game uh, you know, then you've got like Jake Ferguson as like the could be the guy. Charlie Kalar slate. Yeah, well, he's on Saturday, but uh, oh shit, yeah, you're right. But so like you, you're not even like scared of these guys. So I think just playing one of the men tight ends makes the most sense. Well, playing men. you want to, you want to, you you want to get inside the ghost. I actually think they're probably gonna rest Noah Gray too because with Kelsey playing so bad, he's actually too integral a part of their offense. I think they're gonna be playing like. Matt Bushman and James Winchester and yeah, Blake Bell. like the in the Elijah Mitchell spot, right? Where like everyone's like, oh, well, it'll be Elijah Mitchell. And the 49ers like, well, like yeah. he's been kind of hurt all year. Like we might just want to keep him too for the playoffs. We'll just yeah. run Jordan Mason a bunch. Um, 
So I think just paying down for one of those guys if they suck, whatever. Wide receiver, there are some options, and we'll see what happens with this Christian Kirk thing uh, if he ends up playing because I don't understand why the websites do this. Like, why not just leave Christian Kirk at, like, 5, 5K? No one's going to play him if he's out, right? Like, if he's out, like, no one's going to play him. But then you open your door for a situation like this to happen where both sites make him absolutely man. He's 3K on DraftKings, and he's 4K on FanDuel. And, like, even if he's going to get a limitation, a limited run, like, people will just play a proven player at mid-price. Um, but you have him. You have, like, guys like Cedric Tillman, Richie James. But I don't necessarily think you can do it. You don't have to do it this week. I think paying down at tight end makes the most sense. But I, I don't think the salary is restrictive to just play a regular good, good lineup of good players. I don't think it is either. I mean, especially because there is, like, there's no McCaffrey. There's no Tyreek on the main slate mm-hmm. on DraftKings. So, like, you, you, you kind of can just... It is kind of a play whoever you want style slate, actually. Yeah, you can get to Justin Jefferson. I was building lineups with guys I feel like really confident, like of good players. And I was like, oh, I don't even really need to go and like entertain one of these guys, like trying to catch that Rex Burkhead week 18 from a couple weeks ago, a couple years ago. Remember that? Like Duke like, Williams. Yeah. Like- <laughs> Bills five years ago. Everyone played Robert Foster. He got zero targets. Duke Williams, only 100 yard game of his NFL career. I think the way this slate plays out and the way salary salary is kind of loose enough anyways, especially, like I said, you can just play kind of okay. Like, you can play Rashad White if you want. Like, there's running backs that we know, like, are going to have really good workloads where I don't think running backs necessarily the pay down spot this week. I don't have any problem anyone playing a 3K receiver of their choice ever, you know, because... Well, that's the thing is, one of these 3K wide receivers might just be one of the five highest scoring players of the slate because of the way things break down, you know? like I still even think that's probably a thin outcome, but, I mean, I think if you want to play Richie James, if you want to play Kirk or Cedric Tillman, like, I think that's fine. Chris Conley for your San Francisco 49ers? (laughs) Chris Conley, Chris Conley is just Debo, you know? He's just the same... Same beast, different cloth. And also you and I, we want to root for Chris Conley. You know, just, He's just you know, a cool dude. A yeah. cool ass dude. People don't know if you look it up. He he actually made, for his senior thesis, he made a 20-minute Star Wars movie. Yes. He, is, he literally plays a Jedi. You can find this on YouTube. Cool ass dude. Extremely, <laughs> extremely cool dude. He wrote um, a children's book. Like, cool. Yeah. Just like, oh, no, that he didn't write the children's book. Is the other Georgia receiver that retired. Uh that was got drafted by the Patriots. I can't think of his name. Malcolm Mitchell. Malcolm not, Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. George, George wide receivers. Cool ass guys. Not Hardman. Get him off my favorite team. All the rest of them though are real cool. <sighs> McCole. I'll do uh, McCole Hardman probably plays a bunch this week. Are you going to play a ton though? I think, I, I don't know. I'll probably, I'm definitely have some fun in some tournaments, but this people used to always use week 18 as like the cash game thing. And obviously over that's turned that into a bit. I, I mean, I'm going to fire in some turns and stuff, but I actually think that it's not as wide open as like previous years. Like we kind of have like enough really good players that are in obvious spots that I just think that good players are going to draw ownership. I mean, I, I will be firing cash games per usual. People are, people are sending me the games. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I haven't decided what I'm going to do in tournaments. I'm definitely yet. playing a lot of tournaments again, but. I don't think I'm really going to play any cash stuff where it's typically been more of a cash gamey type of slate because it's information. They call it the information slate, but yeah, yeah, I I really I really haven't I really haven't thought about like what specifically other than Cowboys stuff. I don't really know what I'm going to do in tournaments yet. There are a lot of angles. Josh, no one expects Josh Jacobs to play. If he doesn't play, obviously you got you know Zamir White's in a good spot. I think gamers want to play. Just you can just play Justin Jefferson. Like it's not hard. 
to play him on either site where he's at. And we know what he's going to, you know, probably do against the Lions. Yeah. The yeah. Lions are the one team I don't really understand why. Because this is the team, if, I swear, if Amon Ra has a hamstring or something, he pulls a hamstring. Remember last year, Brandon Staley, the Chargers, really, all they could do was like flip spots, five to six seed. He plays his guys. Mike Williams got hurt and couldn't play in the playoffs. And like the Lions, like Dan Campbell's already said he's going to play his guys. And like really all they can do is go from the three seed to the two seed. And they and they can only get the two seed like via both the Eagles and Cowboys losing. It's like, come on, Dan, like be smarter than this. Someone in that organization has to be smart enough to say like, no, no, Dan. Can't play that's, these guys. That's not, that's not his, that's not the Dan Campbell vibe, dude. Like he wants them to be biting ankles. That's that's his deal. I'm just saying, if I'm on Ralph Wilson hamstring, I'm going to be on tilt, man. Yeah, because I'm doing the, like look ahead to some of these wild card games. Could be we could have some really amazing wild card games, and especially from like a fantasy stance, like we're gonna have some like the wide receivers that are gonna be available on wild card round look absolutely juicy. Yeah, yeah, I I hope so. I hope it all I hope it all works out. I hope no important player gets injured. I hope the Pittsburgh Steelers do not make the playoffs, and uh. <laughs> that's really it that's my biggest rooting interest this weekend i'm with you as well uh no offense to you Steelers fans but like this i, I, I this mike tomlin non-losing thing is like the weird most weirdest celebrated thing ever they've made the playoffs two times in the past five years if they don't make it, it'll be two times in the past six years like congratulations yep all right reebs sharp football what can the people get in the playoffs and then we'll get out of here yeah, we're done, baby. 272 games all written up uh, for the course of the season. Well, I will be writing up the playoff games, but like you said, it's, it's it does get – our re- workload is so alleviated. It just it feels different. It's a different vibe. But I will be writing up the games for the website, and that's really it. That's all, I've, all I'll be doing for the playoffs. Uh, we're doing some fantasy rankings, but writing up these games for the playoffs, you can go to the website and check it out. All right, beautiful. Everyone, make sure you are checking out Sharp Football, and I will be back with Peter Overzet, Sammy, and Nate on Sunday night for Cash Game Week on the Gilcast. I will see y'all then. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.